0: Hello there, and welcome to The Good Life with Dawn Richards. This is Dawn Richards, the host, and if you are new to this podcast, then I want to welcome you. If you are now um, a regular listener, I also want to welcome you back, and I'm so excited to be back with you. It has been a little while since uh, I recorded and shared with you and Quite a bit has been happening in the world since we were together last. Um, This is episode 16 of the podcast. And so um, our last podcast was obviously episode 15 or titled episode 15. And there have been quite um, a few tragedies happening in the United States in particular. Obviously, you know, the world is just off its rocker. And I really felt like this podcast today needed to speak to the peace and the calm that the Lord wants us to walk in and he wants us to maintain. Even as we go through these turbulent times that the Bible talked about and that, you know, he warned us were coming. Well, we're right in the middle of them right now. If there's ever been any doubt, but the good news is we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to fear. And so I wanted to just take a moment to, to come on and to really just Minister again peace and calm and reassurance to you um, so that you know that no matter what happens around you, that you can trust God to be with you and not only to be with you but to take good care of you because he's promised to do all of that and so much more now again, if you have um, if you are aware of the podcast and you have listened previously, then you may have Listen to I think it was a four-part series that I previously did on divine protection, and it's here. You can just look up the episodes. There are some earlier episodes of me teaching on divine protection, and I do plan to add to that series. I have a couple of other elements around divine protection that I have been that have been instrumental in my walk in this area over the years. My faith being steady in this area over the years that. Um, I didn't flesh out fully, I touched upon in the previous teachings, but I want to dedicate a couple of additional sessions. So stay tuned for that. But today's message is really, as the title implicates, kind of to point you and to point your focus um, around someone that you can look to and somebody you can believe in. Because ultimately, when things go down in life, (laughs) when things hit the fan, so to speak, Typically, even as adults, you know, in all of our um, smarts and savvy, we want somebody to help. We want a rescue. We want a release. We want an escape even. And ultimately, we want somebody that we can look to and not only look to, but believe in. And I'm so excited because I was reading the word and I was reading in the message translation and I came across a scripture. Um, we're just going to jump on in here. I came across the scripture, one that I've read many times before, um, but I not really honed in in the message translation. And it's obviously starting off by teaching us that In the beginning was the word and that the word was with God and that the word was God and that everything that was made was made by God, or you could say by the word. And then it went on to reveal to us who exactly the word is. And I picked up here in the message translation and it said, as it's introducing the prophet John, John the Baptist, who was the forerunner for Jesus. When he entered the earth, you know, that was his first cousin. Elizabeth was his mom. Uh, she had that wonderful testimony of being barren all those years. And then God ultimately in her old age blessed her and her husband to have a baby boy who became the prophet John, or as we know him, John the Baptist, who was the forerunner to prepare the way for the Lord Jesus Christ in his earthly ministry. And so here the Bible's kind of teaching us all that. And it says, there once was a man... His name was John, and I'm in John chapter 1, so St. John chapter 1, and unfortunately it's not numbered very well in this Bible, Um, but if you just read down a few verses, you should come upon it. I'm in the message translation. It says, there once was a man, his name was John, sent by God to point out the way to the life light. I love that. To the life light. Hallelujah. And it says he came to show everyone where to look and who to believe in. So his focus was helping people to know, hey, number one, this is where you need to be looking. When you look to something, what happens? You focus. It has your attention. It captures your attention. And you are typically enraptured, enthralled, because you're focused on what you're looking to. If you're driving down the street and you're endeavoring to get from point A to point B, and perhaps this is a new route for you, perhaps you're uncertain of exactly how to get there, you're very reliant on what? The signpost. You're very reliant on the road signs to inform and to enable Your journey. You are looking to the road signs to say, okay, in another half a mile, you're going to turn on this road. And and nowadays we have GPS, what we call GPS. And so whether it's an electronic sign or a physical sign in the road, there is some dependency and some focus and attention that we're giving to that little voice. That's speaking through our speakers in our car or our telephone, our handheld device, or that we're giving to a literal road sign and road post. And we're looking at it. We're focused on it. And then here's part two. We need to be able to believe in it. Because it's one thing to have a sign, but if it's telling you something that's irrelevant, and inaccurate, then How beneficial is it really? Can you really believe in it? If you can't believe in it, then it's really no good ultimately. Why do I want to believe in a sign that's telling me to go left when I should be going right? That's throwing me off the path. That's taking me out of the way. That's frustrating my efforts to get to where I'm going. So we not only need to have someone to look to, but we need something and someone to believe in. And Jesus represents both of those. So bringing it right back to where we are here today, 2019, the United States of America to to just bring it all the way home. And a lot of the turmoil that is happening in our nation from the political realm to, you know, all types of, you know, violent acts occurring that are, being stimulated from a lot of different root sources, whether you call it, you know, whether it's racism or whether it's, you know, ignorance or whatever it might be. It's just a lot of foolishness. And then, and again, the Bible told us that that would happen. He told us, Hey, this is how, you know, the end is near when all these things start coming about and all these things start happening literally back to back to back to back almost like a woman who's about to give birth and her contractions start to intensify and increase, not only in intensity, but in frequency. So maybe initially when she first started going into labor, you know, her contractions were, and and unfortunately, uh, well, I won't say unfortunately, but I've not been pregnant before, so I'm just hypothesizing. So if this is not real time relatable, just hang in here with me and follow along. But for argument's sake, Say her contractions start off being an hour apart. And they're, you know, there's something there. She's noticing it, but it's not debilitating. And then we go a little longer and they start to become a half hour apart. And and the intensity, I mean, you it's it's really starting to, to, to make some moves and make some notice that, hey, something is going on in here and it doesn't feel very good. And then they may become... You know, as frequent as every, what, 10 minutes. So the point being, the closer that she gets to delivering that baby, the more intense and the more frequent those contractions are going to be. And the Bible uses that exact analogy to describe what we would expect to see in these last days as Wars, rumors of wars, famines in diverse places, all kinds of, you know, calamities and outbreaks and, and just people just off their rocker, literally crazy. Um, It said, yeah, it's going to start out and it's going to be here, there every, every now and then, but then it's going to really kick into overdrive and it's going to be all the time, nonstop. And literally we can attest to that. We are the witnesses of that in this age because You can turn on your television, you can pick up your phone, you can look, listen on the radio and you're hearing report after report of those exact things almost seemingly without stop. So that is a marker for us to understand the times in which we're living. God never wants us to be in this earth and be ignorant about what he's doing and about our part in it and how we are to walk it out because ultimately the world is going to need someone to look to and to believe in and we've got to be already steady and stable and hooked in so we can point them in the right direction. We can be that light and that salt in the earth that people so desperately need now. Maybe before people's hearts and minds were closed off to the gospel, it was closed off to spiritual spirituality and needing a needing a savior and needing help in this life. But I tell you, it only takes a few times Around the mountain to realize, hey, I, I'm, I really don't, you know, have it all together on my own. It's not just in me to make sure that I'm okay and my children are okay and my family's okay. And they want answers and they want help. And the good news is that as you receive it and as you incorporate it into your life and you walk it out, you are now enabled and empowered to help bring someone else in and to help someone else down the path. And that's the glory and the blessing of being in the kingdom of God. And so getting back to the very genesis of why he came, God wanted to make sure that we had someone to look to and to believe in, not just when this was introduced in the day of John the Baptist with the people. Then when Jesus was first, you know, born into the earth and introduced in his earthly ministry 33 years or 30 years later, but right here today in this time, in good old 2019, where you are now, in your home, in your job, in your school, in your community, in the shopping center, where anything can break out at any time, it seems. What do you do? Well, that is what I want to share with you today. Today to once again just take a deep breath remember whose you are and who you are and not just from a place of you know but from real solid faith from the incorruptible uncompromised word of God which is truth and nothing but the truth So here we see who we can look to and who we can believe in. He's defined as life light. So anytime we look to him, unlike a mishappened GPS system, because how many people have ever, and it doesn't happen often, but when it happens, it's no fun. When When you've encountered those directions that do take you the long way around or totally get you off the path, they're taking you to a road that it doesn't even exist. We don't have to worry about that with Jesus. He is the way. Glory be to God. He is the truth. So everything he says is right on point, and he is the light and the life. He is the life light. Glory be to God. And so, as you sit today and you think about how can I be sure that, you know, my children won't be impacted. How can I be sure that my family will be okay? How can I be sure that I will be okay? You have to look to God, look to Jesus and believe in what he said to you. Believe in what he's promised you from the word. When he's promised you in Psalm 91, that they that dwell in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty, whose power no foe can withstand And he's promised you that a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. And on and on and on it goes. He's promised you long life. He's promised you that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. All those things you have to ingest because the Bible says this is how it happens. Faith comes by hearing and hearing Hearing what? Hearing just any old thing? Hearing CNN? Hearing your, your favorite political commentator? Hearing, um, you know, your favorite talk show host? Hearing what all the tabloids or the fancy magazines have to say? No, it comes by hearing and hearing this and this alone. The word of God. Faith comes by hearing and then yes, oh yes, it matters what you hear. Hearing the word of God. It was as if God was saying, in case you don't know what you're supposed to be hearing in order for this faith to come, you're supposed to be hearing my word. Because God's word equals faith. There is no such thing as faith without the word. Because you have to believe in something. And what you're believing in is God's word, which equals faith. So that's where you start. You start by getting in the word listening to the word, listening to podcasts like this, teachings like this. If you're a part of a church home, obviously plugging in and and being there and being present with other saints to hear the word of God preached under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, because that house is going to have the direction for your life and your family's life. And then you hear yourself say it. So that's the first part. You take it in, you listen, you sow it into your heart because that's what you're doing. The Bible says that The sower comes and he sows the word and there are they that hear. And he broke it down into four categories of hearers. And there was only one category out of all four that actually ended up with the harvest. That's the category we want to be in. You can go study that out in Mark chapter four. We're not going to go there today, but you can study it out on your own in Mark four. And ultimately, as you hear, your faith is going to grow and grow and grow. And you must know, because it tells us there in Mark four, and in other places in the in the Gospels, when that's recounted, that as soon as the word is sown, now best believe the enemy is going to try you. You know, he's not going to ever just let it be, oh, happy day, skipping through the tulips. It, at some point, he's going to come and say, OK, let me see if they really believe what they say they believe. Do I have a way in here? And that's when your faith is going to be what? Test it. And that's when you're going to then. Pass the test, thus having a what? Testimony, glory be to God. Because we didn't come this far to fail. We didn't come this far to let the devil punk us out. Oh no, we know our God. See, we know that we have someone that we can look to and that we have someone that we can believe in. So when the test comes, we're still looking to him. We're still believing in him because ain't nothing changed but the day of the week, glory be to God. The word hasn't changed. What God said about the situation hasn't changed. So that only leaves one variable and that would be you or me. Did we change? Did we switch up? (laughs) Y'all like my lingo, but seriously speaking, that's the only variable because God is eternal. His word is eternal. And he says, I'm the Lord and I change not. If he said that you're blessed, you're blessed in his eyes in his mind in heaven's in heaven's records. You're blessed. If he said you're healed, you're healed. If he said you're delivered, you're delivered. So the only variable that could give way to fear and some other outcome is you changing who you're looking to, i.e., changing your focus and changing what you're believing in. Oh, you know, I know God said that I am healed, but I'm still having these symptoms. I'm still sick. I'm still on this medication. Okay, God's word didn't change. What he said about it didn't change. Why are you changing? That's what the Bible calls being double-minded or two minds of two persuasions. You had one mind about the situation. You started out with the mind of Christ saying, yes, Lord, I see it. I believe it. I have it. It's mine. Amen. Or so be it. And then you let something like a little clock on a wall or a calendar Change you into doubting or having another mind because this amount of time has passed and quote unquote nothing has changed. But what you don't know is God is always working as soon as you put your faith into motion. And the way you put your faith into motion is you release it with your mouth, with the words of your mouth. That's why I'm so big on power confessions, and I've got some good stuff coming down on that. Just a little teaser, but I'm so big on power confessions, I'm so big on teaching. God's people, how to use their mouths for them, for themselves versus talking themselves out of their inheritance in Christ, which is what the enemy wants. And so when the pressure comes, the pressure is always going to be to get you to think and to focus somewhere else and ultimately to get you to say something else, because that's going to erode your faith. We need to be solid in who we're looking to. And what we believe in. And who we believe in. That will never fail us. We will never fail. The Bible says we fight the good fight of faith. Now listen. If it's a good fight. The only way it could be a good fight. The only way it could be a good fight. Is if what? We win. I've never seen or heard. any Of anybody who got their butt kicked. Come out of it saying. That was a good fight. Whoo. They beat my behind, but that was a good fight. No, that doesn't constitute a good fight. A good fight means, guess what? We win. So there will be some opposition. We do have an enemy on the loose when people say, well, why, how could this happen? If God is good, if God is real, how could this happen? Child of God, there is an enemy loose. Jesus made it very clear in John chapter 10 that the enemy, the enemy, there is an enemy comes to steal to kill and destroy. So anytime you see destruction. Anytime you see killing and stealing and all of that. The author is Satan. Don't ever get it confused. God is good. He says but I came. That you may have life. See life light. That's who he is. And that you may have it. Oh my gosh. More abundantly. That's why I call this the good life. With Don Richards. Because Jesus came for us to have life to the full, till it overflows. There's nothing meager about the life in Christ. There's nothing poverty stricken or even remotely half-stepping about God and what he does for his people. I mean, he walks on goal. Are you kidding? He walks on it. So we have to elevate to his level because he's definitely not going to come down to our level. And when we fight that good fight of faith, the Bible says this is what happens. We lay hold. You actually want to walk away with something. We lay hold of eternal life. That means once again, the God kind of life, the Zoe life. Now let's think about that for a moment. What kind of life represents the God life? Is God broke? Mm, no, we just talked about the fact that he walks on gold. <laughs> He's not broke. Is God sick? Nope, no sniffles in heaven, no flu, none of that. Is God sad? Sure isn't. Is God afraid? Nope. So we're laying hold of the God life. We come up out of the mire of the situation and circumstance, the sickness, the disease, the depression, the poverty, the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, the failure, the frustration, the fear. We believe in him. We look to him. We take what belongs to us by divine inheritance. We hold it steady when the enemy comes to take it from us. Just imagine you're in a tug of war and you are not letting go. You will be the last man standing. You will be the last woman standing. Glory be to God. And then there's the prize. You're laying hold of that healing. You're laying hold of that spouse. You're laying hold of that healed body. You're laying hold of that child who is secure and calm and well-adjusted. You're laying hold of that home, that car, that business, whatever it looks like, whatever you need. It's all in here. Glory be to God. And that, the Bible says, is what gives God glory. That gives God glory. It gives any parent glory to see their child blessed, any good parent. And so you can look to him, even in the midst of random shootings, even in the midst of attacks on our children in schools, even in the midst of people peacefully worshiping in their places of worship and being killed and attacked. How can I be sure that it won't be me? Because God has given you promises that you're going to apply, that you're going to put into practice in your life. First of all, you're going to get them fully in your heart and you're going to speak them out of your mouth and over your family and over your children and over your neighborhood and over your state and your city and your country and your government and anything else that God shows you and puts on your heart. And you're going to trust him day by day, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, because that's all a test. You know, when the, when the um, programming is interrupted on TV and, and the screen goes black and then you hear that, eh, which is always so annoying. They even have it on your phone. It's kind of like an emergency alert and they're testing and they're saying, this is just a test. This is only a test. So what does that indicate for me in that moment when that happens? Because initially I'm kind of like thrown off. I'm always thrown off for why? why I don't know. I've been seeing this since I was a child, but sometimes I'm thrown off and I'm like, wait a minute, I was watching. I was, that was the good part, man. They just interrupted my show. And then shortly after that, it comes on and it tells you what's happening. It says, hey, wait, this is a test. It's only a test. Calm down. We'll be right back. Your programming will be right back. And surely enough, within a moment or two, There it is right back like it never left. And so that's what we have to remember. When we go through things in life, trouble doesn't last always, but the blessing is eternal. The things that come to throw us off, to steal our inheritance, to kill our hope and our trust in God, to destroy our lives, that's all from the enemy. And guess what? It's temporary and it has no power unless we give it power. But the Bible says that God's truth is eternal. What he said about us, who he called us to be, what he's made available to us is incorruptible. And as long as we stand with him, it shall come to pass. So in closing, I want to share an account with you where there were some people just like you and me in their day and age Facing some very serious consequences and circumstances, but they knew who to look to and they knew who to believe in and it all worked out better than they could have ever imagined. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go now from John chapter one over to second Chronicles chapter 20. So if you do have your Bible handy, if you are taking notes, you can write this down. I'll also put these in the show notes. So you can refer back to them, study it out. But I want to take you over here. I love this passage. It's always been one of my favorite passages because it's so rich. And starting, I'm going to start around, well, let me just paint the backdrop and then I'll just kind of call out some of the scriptures that I want to share in these last moments. But here, the children of Israel are facing um, an imminent attack from these armies that have decided they're going to come against them. These are armies and and peoples that they have basically shown mercy to in the past, but now they're coming back around and they want to attack them all of a sudden. And so they've gotten, you know, afraid and they've gathered all together. And the king at the time is King Jehoshaphat. And so this is Jerusalem and Judah. And he has the good mind and the good sense because he was a godly king for the most part. He has the good sense to understand that at this point, And he actually gathers all the people together and he begins to pray to God as they're all kind of gathered there together as a nation and as a company of people. And he begins to call out to the Lord and ultimately he gets to the point where he says he's proclaiming who God has been to them, who he is in their lives, all the great things he's done. And then he gets to the point where he says, but you know what, Lord, here we are at this situation and we don't know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. So, he identified that this is beyond me. This is too big for me. I'm king, but I don't know what to do. This is this is this is beyond, Lord. So, I'm looking to you. My eyes are on you. For help. So, that was number 1. Because remember, we're talking about someone to look to and to believe in. And then it goes on to say, and so that was verse 12. So then it continues to go on and God begins to give them instructions. They fast, they pray. God starts to talk to them and basically reassures them that, hey, you can step aside little little covenant partner because the battle is mine and I'm going to fight for you. You're not going to have to fight it. He starts to give them their, their war strategy, their battle strategy of what to do. And that's what it means when we go to God. He's going to tell us what to do in every situation. In one situation, he may want you to speak out. In another situation, he just may want you to remain quiet. So that's why you've got to seek him each and every time. Don't get so arrogant. I got this. I know this. Because God moves in a lot of different ways. Each time his strategy may change up. Because He, the enemy can never pin God down. He can never know what God is going to do and how he's going to use you, know, you and everything that we have at our disposal to bring victory. So let's just get accustomed to relying on him, to looking to him, to inquiring of him, to humbling ourselves before him and asking for help. How awesome is it that we have a God that we can actually ask for help? I would hate to be in this world without a God that I could go to for help. And it's all on me. And if if I don't know it and I can't figure it out and I can't make it happen, then that's just a wrap. That's the worst way to live. To me, that is the definition of depressing. So we have a God we can go to. We need to be going to it. We have a guide on the inside. Remember, I was talking about those guideposts, those signposts that we rely on, we look to, we focus on. When we're physically navigating and trying to get to our destination or our destiny. Well, God has placed his Holy Spirit in us. And the Bible says that he is our guide. And I like to say he's my guide on the inside. Glory to God. Because it promises that he will lead and guide us into all the what? Truth. And that he will show us things to come. So we're never caught off guard. We're never ignorant, dull, darkened, deceived. We don't have to fall into the schemes and traps of the enemy. So it goes on and God has given them some instructions. He's reassured them. I hear your prayer. I'm with you, my people. I'm fighting for you in this battle. All you're going to do is praise and worship your way to victory. And so they take all of that to heart and they execute. And then when you go down to verse 20, I love it. 20, 20 vision. It says early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in. So see, he's already talked about who to look to. Now he's telling them who to believe in. Glory be to God, because we're talking about someone we can look to and someone we can believe in. And he said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, just in case you weren't quite sure, and you will be able to stand firm. And he then goes on to tell him to believe in the prophets and they will prosper. But ultimately, we are looking to him, we are looking to our God, we're looking to our Savior, we're looking to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our life light, and we are believing. In him, we're looking to him. He's our someone. Oh, glory to God. He's our someone that we can look to. He will never leave us or forsake us. He loves you, He's with you, He will fight for you. He's already called you blessed, He's already delivered you from the authority of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. And He's saying today no matter what you face, child of God, Nobody, no, none of us that I know have armies coming against us, not personally. Even in that scenario, he was more than enough. And he's saying, whatever battle you may be facing, you can believe in me. I'm here for you. So I just wanted to encourage you with that today. I wanted to speak that peace to your spirit and to your heart and to your mind. Again, as it relates to divine protection in particular, I encourage you to go back if you have or haven't listened and just build your faith back up and build your spirit back up all over again with those scriptures and those lessons from that series of teachings. And I look forward to being with you again very soon as always. I'd love it. If you would download subscribe, share, um, be liberal with the podcast. If it is blessing you, if it is ministering to you, tell a friend, share it, rate it. Um, it really would be a blessing for me. And thank you for just staying connected with me. Of course, you can always connect with me online at donrichards.org. That is our ministry website. You can stay connected on social media at Dawn Richards Men on Twitter and Instagram and at Dawn Richards Ministries on Facebook. And until next time, God bless you.